Welcome to Tropeful, a weekly look at how trope influences our understanding of our texts. I'm Cantor David Reinwald, and this week we look at the very first portion in the Torah, Parashat Bereshit. Bereshit in the beginning, and this is the beginning of this podcast, but it isn't the beginning of my passion for thinking about Torah in this manner. Over the past several years, I have found myself continually drawn to the intersection of the text and the layer of musical interpretation that we use, known as trope or Torah cantillation. I found myself leading several Torah study sessions from this perspective, and even gathered together for a multiple session class on interpreting Torah through trope, finding myself sitting with many of my congregants, some who are very experienced in chanting Torah, and others who were drawn just by a curiosity of what this would uncover for them. We all became entranced by this method of Torah study, and even before this, I would often, and still do often, find myself sitting with my younger B'nai Mitzvah students as I see incredibly interesting patterns emerging from the text, many times from Torah portions that I've studied over and over, time and time again. Torah study in itself both seeks an authentic and definitive answer while allowing multiple perspectives on the text. The ancient rabbis called this a devar acher, another perspective, and there are many. So in approaching the text in this way, I'm entirely aware that there are an infinite amount of things one could focus on, and for that reason, each week, I will present just a small and sometimes singular perspective on one focused part of the text. I'm so excited, though, to hear from you as to what spoke to you in each week's portion. Please engage with me and open my eyes and ears to new perspectives. I will soon have a dedicated website, Twitter, and Facebook account where we can communicate. Additionally, in the spirit of Torah study, one does not always need to or may not even be able to agree with certain interpretations. Being that trope itself is a system of interpretation, I fully expect to find myself and you often questioning what the trope is doing or trying to say. There are times when the trope does not seem to fit what the text is saying, and vice versa. You will see how these situations play out as the weeks go by. For those of you new to studying from this perspective... The system of trope is believed to go back to ancient times, but was codified and canonized somewhere between the 9th and 10th centuries of the Common Era by the group known as the Masoretes, living in Tiberias in the Galilee. This group created the musical symbols today known as trope that are found throughout the entire Hebrew Bible. The Masoretes also created the pointed vowel system. This was to fix to the text from then on as a system of pronunciation and chanting. Because the Jewish people existed in Diaspora, especially in the period following 1492, there are eight major geographic categories of trope and many subcategories within. For purposes of this podcast, I will generally be chanting using the system known as the Binder Avery Trope, part of the larger collection of Eastern Ashkenazic cantillation. As we journey together, I will approach the interpretation of the text through trope in a variety of ways, including looking at how the trope is generally organized in a single portion, how patterns emerge in a portion, and sometimes even how those patterns connect one portion to another portion in the Torah. We will also many times focus in on single words and phrases, seeing how the trope makes words stand out and try to figure out what this is trying to say. This sometimes happens with our more musically florid tropes. 
we will also find many tropes that divide a series of phrases or a total pause in between words. This is one of my favorite things to try to conquer and understand. You will see that sometimes there seems to be a clear answer to why the trope is doing this, and other times, the Torah leads us down a captivating but very mysterious path. I hope that you are going to find it as captivating as I do. So let's now take a look at a couple of interesting points in this week's portion. You also may want to follow along with the text with which I have provided a link in the description of this podcast. Whether you are a Hebrew reader or knowledgeable already about trope or not, it will help you see the various things I will describe. And since we are just getting started, I want to focus on one of the more basic things that we find in the Torah. This is called text painting. And it is when a trope connects to a word by what we would describe as a musical encapsulation of the word. While this portion has three major episodes in it, the creation of the world followed by the story of Adam and Eve, and then a direct segue into the Cain and Abel saga, we are going to focus just on the very first episode and only on a couple of the days of creation. In one of the most organized sections of the Torah, we have seven paragraphs that neatly lay out the first week described in this creation story. In the first day, comprised of the first five verses, we will look just at that very first verse. There, we are immediately presented and introduced to the comparison between the word Shemayim, heavens, chanted like this, Et HaShemayim, and Et Haaretz, the land or the earth. Shemayim, Shemayim stays in the air, as the heavens do, and Haaretz, the land appropriately descends. Now let's pause for a moment and go into an ancient mode of thought of how the world was constructed. It was believed that there was a heaven and earth, and between these, there was a giant space. This space is often referred to as the firmament, and in that firmament, there was water above and water below, because it did rain in ancient times, but people didn't understand where the water was necessarily coming from, and they saw water on the earth and water coming from the skies, from the heavens, so there had to be two sources for the water. Well, they weren't entirely off. Now that you have that picture in your head, it just helps to understand what this entire section is trying to visualize. So I want to fast forward to the third day of creation because there are some really wild things happening in this paragraph. In the first verse, verse 9, we get further description of the water found beneath the heavens, and we hear the word, mitahat, meaning beneath it goes low, and then it jumps up high as we reach again that word. Hashamayim, that's the heavens. Skip to verse 11 and the very beginning of verse 12. And remember that word, Ha'aretz, descending toward the land. We'll listen to the chanting of this section and listen closely for that very word. You will hear it three times. Something shifts here. Vayomer Elohim. So what exactly is going on here? Well, 
The translation gives it all away. Let the earth sprout vegetation, and the earth gave forth vegetation. Well, there it is, my friends, another example of text painting where the word ha'aretz literally jumps upward. Simple and yet amazing, right? I'm going to leave you with just one other example right in the middle of verse 11. We'll go back and I'll chant two words again that really jumped out to me over the past day. It's on the words, Eitz peri. Eitz peri, it's a fruit tree. And note the trope makes a full circle on that second word peri, meaning fruit, and it suspends itself in the air. And... Give me a little bit of room here if you think I'm just making up a story, a midrash. But where do you find a lot of fruit? Think about that the next time you get to pick your own apples. Thanks, my friends, for being a part of this journey into Trope and Torah. I'll be back in the coming week as we explore the story of Noah. Until then, be tropeful.